back to Chatting Rabbis. This is Eliezer Zalmanov in Munster, Indiana. Mendy Chitrick from Istanbul, Turkey. We missed the last week's uh, recording. Yes, last week was a busy week. There was traveling, there was coming, there was going. And uh, summer is in general a time when our schedules are different than usual. So finding time, you think that you have all the time in the world during the summer. It's uh, usually just the opposite, exactly. at least in my case. My case too, working and working and working, even more than I usually work. But had uh, last week, it wasn't last week, it was right two Shabbos ago, we had a really, really great spiritual experience, sort of going back to my youth, moving back 29 years back, and we spent Shabbos together with you, Eliezer, or somehow together with you. At uh, Rebbe's Oihel. Together with many friends and uh, Hasidim and Shluchim and Bachrim, those older than us, those younger than us, and everyone in between. It was, uh, it was a truly spiritual experience, and sometimes you have to be able to let go and move, uh, and move away from yourself, move out of your, uh, your inhibitions, and uh, just let things happen on their own as they, mm-hmm. as they play out, which is what we... Uh, we we managed to experience that at least for myself. I I uh, enjoyed spending time with you. My children managed uh, to have a good Shabbos without me babysitting them, which is what happens when they get older, and they don't need us to uh, to be with them all the time. My my boys fabringed with their friends, and uh, so your boys fabringing with their friends. So overall, it was uh, it was a beautiful Shabbos. Yeah, but let me tell you that um, I think when the first Shabbos that I spent by the oil it was many many years ago. It was before it was fashionable. It was when my my parents thought me crazy. And uh, we were just a few bachim, maybe 11, 12 people um, who were there, but I'll try to be there almost every Shabbos. Um, that time I was learning in Morristown. And at any opportunity I had, I went to the oil when before it was so, uh, before there were so many houses. When there was still just one little uh, house and they had the... One, one house and one tent. Uh, one house. It wasn't really a tent yet. It was a temporary tent. Sometimes it was covered. Sometimes it wasn't. It was um, even before they poured concrete on where today is the tent. And we uh, slept in the basement. We had, I think there were 17 beds in the basement downstairs. Um, I think that basement is cornered off already now. And um, that's it. Spent Shabbos. There was these these Shabbatim by the oil. Some of them were really um, sort of made me who I am, and I'm always grateful for for that. I have some very very great memories that keep me going till today from these very intimate Shabbatim, ten, fifteen, sometimes hardly a minion at the oil. And then today come Shabbos after Gimel Tammuz, and there are thousands of people there, and people say, "Oh, it's not as full as last year." Um, or we're not as full as last week, or whatever it is, and still it's come a long way from uh, the uh, the early Shabbos at the oil when right. uh, when we would go with smaller crowds. And and to be honest, I haven't been to the oil for a small Shabbos, a regular Shabbos during the year in probably close to fifteen years. Um, it just doesn't work out, you know. When I do get away for Shabbos, it, it's for something big, for something special, like the weekend of Gimel Tamos or the weekend of the Kinnus Ashlochim. So when you uh, when you do end up going there for Shabbos, it's it's very different than what we're used to, and I don't know what the small Shabbosim there are like these days, but I'm sure that there's much larger crowds than there were when we when we were going as Bachram years ago. Right, but still, um, you know, even when there's 
you know, today there are, I don't know, maybe 20 houses spread around. And I believe you slept in one of your friend's houses, which is so n nice and comfortable. Still, I, uh, I did experience a little bit of the old time. I brought a, rented a car. I mean, my car that I used in New York for the week. And uh, then we um, basically pulled out the battery. And me and my two older sons and my younger son, the four of us, slept on the chairs of the car throughout Shabbos. It was quite an experience. It was really going felt felt going back yeah that's that's the real experience <laughs> feeling it uh roughing it like in the olden days yeah yeah <laughs> maybe not in, maybe not like in the olden days in russia when they had to break the ice to go to the mikveh but still a little discomfort for a, a heightened spiritual experience is, is always worth it that's right and then you know you're not like running away to your very comfortable bed running away from the fabring and from the comfortable bed because where are you gonna go you just you all just sitting on the, in the car in the seat in the car and you know with folded feet or whatever and with a little towel uh, to use as a pillow but uh, but yes that's part of the experience maybe it is the experience or at least my experience of shabbos by the oil together with my my sons and making it a a spiritual a spiritual place a place of connection to the rebbe remember gimel tam was the day of the rebbe's passing at the uh, day of his talkos, and to be close to uh, to the rebbe's physical uh, place has a has an important impression on myself. Of course, you know, uh, as always, uh, the oil attracts not only uh, people like me and you. It also attracts many of our listeners, some of our very devoted listeners who um, all the way from Alaska to China and anywhere in between. And some of our very, very devoted listeners like to take out some experts of out of our out of context and out of our uh, frank talk. And then rally around it, and it's also quite fun. Um, I, I like those devoted listeners, or this, that specific devoted listener who actually takes out those little, uh, you know, sound bites and sends it all to all his uh, family, big, large family uh, WhatsApp groups, and then they all come rally up. It's good. It's good. But it's all good because because the uh, the approaches that everybody. Uh... You know, when, when we interacted with these people uh, who are, like you said, our devoted listeners over Shabbos, it was all with, uh, with a smile and with a chuckle. And, uh, you know, you said this, I said that. And uh, why did you uh, say that you don't want to wait in line for three and a half hours to go to the oil for on the Rebbe's yard site? And uh, then, the, then the complaint to me was, why didn't you respond to him? Why didn't you push back to him? But it was all, uh, it was all with love and, and in, good, uh, in a good mood and a good attitude. And I think that that's what is accomplished by spending Shabbos at the oil together with Chassidim is that we have our differences and we have our uh, arguments and we can even say we have our fights but at the end of the day we're all in the same place for the same reason so yes uh, someone gives them there's some pushback for something we said it's wonderful you want to focus on the uh, the little thing that doesn't really matter on the insignificant part of the discussion that's fine too we're very happy that that you listen we're very happy that we have uh, we start a conversation you know the, the 30 minutes that we spend over here talking about all these very important subjects sometimes more important than others if uh, someone gets one tidbit then that's what gets them excited for the day and that's wonderful I'm, I'm glad that we were able to provide that it's okay also if people totally disagree it's it's totally fine but if, i think that the experience by the oil first of all also taught me that um we definitely have a very very wide range of listeners um many people but yeah the thing is the thing is that most of the people that that get these well, what some will some people will call controversial clips of our uh, podcast is uh, uh 
just that excerpt. They're not actually listening to the whole conversation. They're just listening to the 30-second clip that someone said is, is, uh, is controversial. But I, I think that most people, when they end up listening to the whole thing, are a lot more uh, open to uh, the discussion. And like you said, even if you agree with everything we say for the entire 30 minutes of the conversation, it's still, still good. Still good to have the conversation. And having a, an open fabringen like we have here is quite is quite interesting. Quite, and it's quite okay. It's quite okay. It's okay to disagree. Very, and very similar to the types of fabringens that we were having around the table during Shabbos at the oil, um, with people that we don't generally interact with, people that we either know uh, by face or we know by reputation, but people that uh, see a fabringen going on, they see three, four people sitting down. So you know what? I'll join. I'll sit down with you. It's not not the same. Uh, very very unlike a fabringen in Crown Heights, for example. Um, you know, when we uh, when we were in Crown Heights for the Kinnos Ashluchim, for example. So if you're in Crown Heights for Shabbos, so you know one person's having a fabringen in this house, another person's having a fabringen in another house, and another person's fabringen in Olatayr, and other ones in in 770. And uh, you don't end up having the full taste and the full experience of being with Hasidim. But Shabbos at the oil, you're walking to, so yes, there are three, four big tents where everybody's sitting and fabringen and eating together, and then there are some private fabringens in some of the uh, homes around the neighborhood. But generally, if you're in the uh, tents where the oil, where, at, near the oil where the fabringens are happening, you can just crash in on any fabringen, either it's with someone that you know, someone that you don't know, someone that you want to get to know, someone that you want to hear from, someone that you don't want to hear from. But it's all, uh, it's all with the, uh, with, in an atmosphere of Sheves Achim Gam Yochad, but especially, like you said, in the, in the Daladamas of where the, where the Rebbe is physically, where we uh, connect to the Rebbe, because we all, at the end of the day, have the same agendas and we all have the same mission in life, and that is to keep the Rebbe's, I don't know if we can even use the term legacy, because legacy sounds like it's something from a, an ancient time. But keep the Rebbe's, uh, the Rebbe's message alive, the Rebbe's mission alive, the, the Rebbe's shlichus alive through everything that we do. And yes, it, it even serves as a recharge to where sometimes you feel like you're uh, losing battery, losing focus, losing energy. And after spending a Shabbos like this with uh, thousands of chassidim from around the world, you come back a little uh, a little better uh, recharged. Gimel Tamas, as we spoke in our last episode, is, is that, for me at least, it's a, it's a difficult day. And for the first time, I actually shared this with uh, people younger than us, people that weren't even alive on Gimel Tamas when the Rebbe passed away. And it, it, it wasn't planned, but people were asking me, younger Bachram and, uh, and others were asking me about my experience and my, what it was like to be a young Bachar in Gimel, on Gimel Tamas in 1994. And uh, it, some, some very raw emotions came out. And uh, I hope I didn't scare anybody away with that, but it was an opportunity to let some, some things off of my chest. And... Uh, Hopefully, you bring some inspiration. And, you, you know, it is not only about keeping uh, the Rebbe's spirit alive. It is about keeping the Rebbe alive. Because the Rebbe is not his body. It's also. But the Rebbe, as the Rebbe writes in Tanya, life of a tzaddik are not life, it's not a life of a body. It's a life of a soul. Soul never dies. The, other, the opposite we make it alive by us doing what the Rebbe wants from us, or what the Rebbe wanted from us, to be more accurate, and what the Rebbe requested from us, is actually, uh, that was a good uh, soundbite for them, um, and is actually keeping the Rebbe alive, because the Rebbe is his message, and his message is us. Us reaching out to another Jew, helping out another human being, 
us being who we are is keeping the Rebbe alive through us. And that is exactly what the Alter Rebbe writes in Tanya about uh, the life of uh, the continued life of a tzaddik after his passing. So by us sitting at the oil in and for bringing, um, speaking about the inspiration we all have and had from the Rebbe, um, even bringing up some memories is something which is uh, which is keeping the Rebbe alive. Yeah, the Rebbe emphasized this a lot after the previous Rebbe passed away. Um, and even many years, decades after the previous Rebbe passed away, the Rebbe emphasized that a tzaddik's life was never about his physical body to begin with. But for us, physical human beings, we still much prefer to have a live, breathing, physical Rebbe that you can see and that you can interact with regularly. You're right, but but the, the Rebbe's, the Rebbe's uh, spe- you know, suchus from post the passing of the previous Rebbe are not always, uh, you know, you could find inspiration from there for our situation after the passing of the Rebbe. But it is not exactly the same, because after the passing of Friedrich Rebbe, we had the Rebbe with us. That's true, but no other Rebbe spoke the way the Rebbe spoke about his predecessor in terms of the Rebbe still being with us and still being alive because perhaps the Rebbe was preparing us for this inevitable situation where we would be without a physical Okay, that's, that's, that's a fair interpretation. I'm not saying it's not true, but that's a fair interpretation. But Bepashtus, I mean in the simple terms, um, when the Rebbe speak about speaking there about continuity, it speaks about the Rebbe himself being uh, the continuity. And when we speak about continuity, it means that uh, the Rebbe's life and the Rebbe's mission of continuity is not through another Rebbe, but through us. And that is a major, major difference between the... And a major responsibility, because even on, even when on even when on Yud Shvat in 1951, when the Rebbe said that uh, as Hasidic Chabad, we're different than other Hasidim, where we don't rely on the Rebbe, we have to do the work ourselves. Even then, we still relied on the Rebbe. Right, and even 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 when the even when the Rebbe is spoke about, you know, good as Hasidic Chabad is active, and the more the years pass, is more active. The way we understood it then, at the time of. Uh, uh, of when the Rebbe spoke was because the Rebbe is active, because the Rebbe is here, and the continuation of the previous Rebbe is through the Rebbe, and now it is very different. Now the continuation of the Rebbe is through us, and that is a little bit of a difficulty because we have the responsibility, and it's difficult and it's and it's scary and it's scary and and it is and is and it's also for many people it's uh, it's problematic it's contradictory and it's not. Not the way things, uh, so to speak, were meant to be. Uh, ultimately, everything is the way it was meant to be, but it wasn't the way it was meant to be. Right. You know, the, the Rebbe uh, spoke about the, the concept of galus. In, you know, in general terms and in specific terms, the Rebbe always said that, yes, galus being in exile, the Jewish people being dispersed and persecuted for, uh, for centuries, is not ideal. Yes, it was part of the plan. Yes, it was part of the way... Uh, God created the world and the way he wants it for whatever reason, whether we understand it or not. But it's still not ideal and it's not something that we have to make peace with. It's not something we just accept. Okay, yeah, that's the way God wants it. That's the way it was meant to be. And that's the way Hashgacha Pratis expects it to be. So we'll, we'll just uh, go with the flow, so to speak, and uh, 
accept it without without any complaints. Now I think I think then many times I I contemplate that that uh, the Rebbe once asked in a sicha, um, the Friedrich Rebbe promised that Mashiach will come during his lifetime, and the Friedrich Rebbe says it will come during the lifetime of the people sitting around this table, something like that, right? And not the and not the young, the old, and but it didn't happen, as we all know. Friedrich Rebbe even said Mashiach will come in the year Tov Shin Gimel. Then he said they would come in year Tov Shin Dalet. It didn't happen. At least it didn't happen physically. We're still in Golis. And so the Rebbe once asked this question, how come it didn't happen? So the Rebbe brought an example from, uh, from Shimshon. It says that Shimshon, Shofat as Yisrael, the Shimshon ruled over the people for 40 years, even though 20 years he was... Uh, he died. And still, there were 20 years after that that he was still the shofet of the people because everybody was scared of him. And there is an expression over there. I don't remember exactly the word, but I think about it often. As long as people were scared of him, Shimshon was still shofet as Israel. In other words, as long as we follow the Rebbe's words, it is still shofet as Israel. As long as we're still following the directives of the Rebbe. And we need that reminder. And that's why these fabrengans are important and sitting around with people that uh, can remind you of this and to, even if we didn't completely forget, but sometimes these things get diluted with so many other distractions of our lives. So uh, when you can shed the distractions and you can focus on these kinds of important things, then yes, then we can, uh, we can, we can keep the message alive. And sometimes I say to myself that... Uh... This concept of is maybe also individualistic. In other words, if you are following the Rebbe's directive for yourself, then for you it is still uh, within the time frame. Once you veer away from those directives, for you, you are out of that time frame. Was it made? Was it? And no, but you're right. But the the, the advantage of being part of the collective. The advantage of being part of a kahala Hasidim, the community of Hasidim, of followers of the Rebbe, that even if you do fall away from it on your own, there's always an opportunity to come back because there are there are people that are still keeping the flame going, whether it's me or you or others. If you know, if, if I fall off the path, or if you fall off the path, Chas uh, one of uh, one of our friends, our colleagues, is still holding the torch, and when we come back, and if they they uh, fall off for a little bit, we'll still be here to keep it going for them. So yes, on on one hand. It's up to us as individuals to keep the Rebbe alive in our own lives, in our own shlichus, in our own day-to-day activities. But when uh, when something happens, and like you said, like I said, there are distractions, and we uh, the, the message gets muddled. There are going to be those people that will keep keep the flame going, even if we don't necessarily agree with their tactics, and even if we don't necessarily agree with the way that they're doing it, and and the words and the the messages that perhaps they're putting out in the world. But people that remember the Rebbe people that share what the Rebbe's teachings were to the world will always be there. So even if we're not there at that moment, we can always come back and return and, and, and jump, back on, jump back onto the bandwagon. But still there is another aspect here. And that is uh, the aspect that, yes, we're part of a collective. Nevertheless, we are still have uh, our individualism. In other words, while there are people who, and we mentioned before some of the soundbite guys, who think that they are responsible for the collective. <laughs> um, yeah, you're responsible. Like Talmud Rabbi Akiva. You should be responsible 
but hold your hold your your responsibility for yourself. In other words, don't be like the students of Abekiva who felt so responsible for others that they were ready to uh, to uh, to destroy others to think like you did, like you do. That's also part of it. Right. Don't 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 let your avas Yisrael be expressed in a way that uh, makes you the only one that truly knows how to express avas perform Yisrael. the mitzvah of avas, uh, express avas Yisrael. Exactly. Exactly. So so yes. And uh, sitting everybody together at the oil, and actually surprisingly, uh, wasn't uh, wasn't that uh, you know was a quite pleasant environment. Very very long Shabbos. Man, many hours to uh, interact with many different people and to bring with many different groups of people. And to learn and to hear Kesa Torah, Balak, Pinchas, whatever it is, everybody here has his own Torah. Everybody may read his own thing. It's it's all part it's all part of it. Just to explain that throwaway line that you uh, just did, that uh, we were there for Parshas Koirach which uh, outside of Israel is what the, we were reading, but there were many people there from Israel for Shabbos, and they were reading Parshas Chukas, so uh, there were many minyanim that had a bit of a tussle when it came to Kriyas Torah, which, which Parsha to read. But look, we got, we got along anyway. We heard Kriyas Torah, whether it was Kairach or Chukas, or Balak at Mincha or Pinchas, or whatever we, you wanted to catch up on, because uh, many of us Shulchim don't have a regular minyan for Kriyas Torah, so whichever Parsha we read, we're good. Yeah, well, one thing I try to uh, to really uh, stay away from is for standing up for every kedusha. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's nice of you to make uh, to make shachis mincha mariv, no no mariv, shachis mincha musaf, whatever you want, over and over and over, right next to the bench where we are sitting and for bringing. But it doesn't mean that they have to stand up for every kedusha. Yeah, I used to feel that way too, but uh, after living here for almost 20 years, I feel like every time I'm in New York, whether I'm in 770 or at the oil, I have to collect kedushas. I have to get as many as I can in the short period of time that I'm there to make up for those that I'm uh, not getting while I'm here. I see. So you are a mamish uh, kedusha man, running from kedusha to kedusha. Om yesh mirabo. Yeah, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. Exactly. As, as you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. My, my girth is growing from all the Amin Yishmir Abbas and Kedushas that I... My, my girth is growing from the Barim and Mazonis and Sha'akal Nevidvari. As long as it's all Ruchnes, as long as it's something holy. Yeah, you know, like uh, some people have attached a special holiness as part of the new customs of the oil cookies. <laughs> I, I saw a friend of mine posted, posted on, online that he can't be by the oil, but at least he ate the oil cookie. Also a fan of the show. Is he? Hello, how are yeah. you? Good talking to you here. Close it all. But um but still it was it was a really a wonderful uh, wonderful time, spiritual time, getting close to our message, reattuning our message, um, our message to ourselves before message to others. And this was really a Shabbos to ourselves, not a Shabbos to others. While this was going on, my wife was uh, still here in the house with uh, sixty people. And while I thought that my colleague uh, Shaliach, Rabbi Posh, would come here and and uh, run the Shabbos table in my absence, a day before we got on the flight, he won a raffle to come to the oil as representative of a European shluchim. So, um, oh wow! Okay. Um, actually, he said maybe I shouldn't go. I pass on the win to others. And my wife said that no, uh, somebody won a ticket to go to the Rebbe. You don't pass it on. So um, I had to call some of our guys who know how to read Hebrew and warn them ahead of time that they're going to be the ones making the Kiddush and saying the Dvar Torah and uh, helping Chaya run the Shabbos table. And they were very honored to do that. And so there was a 
So there was a minion. Tefeach on Menasel Hatfiach. Tefeach with a tough, Tefeach with a test. And uh, and it was uh, it was quite interesting. So um, so yeah, life goes on while we have an, we are on a spiritual journey. And I, I never uh, followed up on you on your Sefer Torah. Whatever happened with that? A Sefer Torah that was puzzle. So we had Torah that had a mistake in it, yeah. Right, more than one. So we had Torah and we have somebody who uh, pledged to donate the for the Torah, waiting for the donation to come through and to purchase a new Torah. Prices are going up. I did warn him. <laughs> Inflation. Inflation is going up. Actually, that uh, another topic for a different time to speak about the prices of of tefillin and mezuzahs, how they are going up crazy, for no apparent reason. It's uh, way above inflation. This is Jewish inflation. Influenced by uh, by mass social media and WhatsApp groups, it causes the shluchim, the the soifrim, the scribes to raise prices for no reason. Well, no reason is is a relative uh, statement because the reason is yeah, the cost of living. Everything go, everything goes up. Everything goes up, but when a simple mezuzah costs you sixty dollars, you can't really resell it to people because people, um, unless you are and come from an observant family, um, having. Uh, Twelve mezuzahs is quite a quite a cost. But my my next bar mitzvah is in about eight years, so uh, I don't have to worry yet about the price of tefillin. So uh, hopefully, hopefully by then, all Jews will be wealthy. All Jews will have everything that they need. Everyone will be very successful, and uh, Mashiach will be here by then. So there won't be any uh, any need to uh, to complain about the cost of living. Right. Okay, Eliezer. It was good talking to you. And while you said Besuras Tavis, if you have good news, if you listen to this uh, podcast all the way till the end, please say a chapter of Tehillim, chapter of Psalms, Kapitel Tehillim for Peretz Ben Chayet Varelei. My brother-in-law should have a Rafur Shlema, complete speedy recovery. Amen. L'chaim v'levracha. Should hear good news. Good news, and actually also good uh, sound bites.